Welcome inside the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast on a Fan Friday. I am John Ledyard, your host from over at FanRagSports.com, along with Trevor Sikama of PewterReport.com, who covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Trev, I, I, I'm going to be honest, I totally forgot about sending out the question for, for NFL Draft questions uh, for today's show until midnight when I was about to go to bed. And I was like, oh, crap. So I put out the tweet. I woke up in the morning and we had like 31 questions. So apparently that's the time to ask for NFL draft questions. Yeah, no, people are up. They're they're looking for tweets. They're looking to get these questions out. Exactly. So. Thirsty Thursdays, I guess. Uh, Tyrod Taylor or Jameis Winston? This was one of the weirder questions that we got, I thought. But, I mean, it's Jameis, right? I mean, like. Yeah, no. It, that's I, wild. Yeah, I think it has to be Jameis. I like Tyrod a good deal, but. Like, even I know that Tyrod is, like, you would have to, you kind of have to shape a system around Tyrod, and, like, I guess you've had to do that a little bit with Jameis in his first couple of years, just because his decision-making and his deep ball accuracy has been so suspect, so um, in order to get the most out of him, you kind of have to shape something around him, but the Bucks have refused to do that, so all we've done is see Jameis struggle. Uh, that's a different topic. I'd take Jameis Winston, though, because... I just think the ceiling is a lot higher for him than it yeah. is for Tyrod. And I like Tyrod, but yeah. I'm high, I'm higher on the Tyrod outlook scale than a lot of other people. But, I mean, don't – yes, Jameis could end up never getting, quote-unquote, it. Like, he could never – He that, that's possible. Like, this just could be who Jameis is. He's just this turnover guy who, like, won't learn from his mistakes and blah, blah, blah. But – I'd rather have his upside than Tyrod. Right. If Jameis is – They're like polar opposite quarterbacks. Like in every yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like Tyrod's like ultra safe scrambler type and Winston is yep. very much pocket passer, yep. ultimate risk taker. So yep. uh, what do you guys think of Damon Webb? Ohio State safety was the only returning starter from that group of Lattimore and Conley and Hooker who all went to the NFL. Webb came back. I thought he had a really good season from what I've seen so far. I haven't put him under the microscope yet and given him an exact grade. But I've been really impressed with what I've seen kind of watching him peripherally while I'm watching other players. Um, he's probably get, not going to test at an elite level. I don't know that he has like one thing that he does super well, but I just think he's kind of a balanced player. So I've been impressed with him. Um, I think he could be a guy that is a day three pick that ends up starting for a team or playing a, a solid role for a team and can play in the in the slot a little bit too. Uh, do you guys – Oh, so have you seen him? I saw him at the East-West Shrine practices. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. So, I mean, but that's really all that I've seen him. Was he any good there? I mean, NFL teams certainly liked him. They, he was all right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, really difficult to judge safety play. Right. Very difficult. At the East-West Shrine game. Right. So, I mean, like, he was fine, but there were plenty of NFL teams who had an interest in him. So, mm-hmm. he's fine. Good. Good. I like him. Uh, Howie Test is going to be big, too, I think. Do you guys think Sam Darnold can end the Browns quarterback streak? I'm going to say no. Of what? Of suckiness. Can Sam Darnold? Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, can, but will he? Let's put it that way. Will Sam Darnold end the Browns quarterback streak? Uh, You got to put money on it. You're putting money. Oh, that was you said. You said, uh, yeah. I, look, I don't. Look, sure. look, I think. I guess. Hey. I think. What am I, Mickey Mouse over here? Um, oh boy. 
I think I think Sam Darnold's good. Like, what are you? What are we saying here? Like, are you saying like, no, there's no way in four or five years he's going to be a bust? Is that what you're saying? No, but I just don't. Th- like, if he gets like drafted by him. Cleveland, I just don't think he's going to be the guy to turn it around. Like, there's too many issues with Darnold, and I think they're a train wreck organization right now. I think. I, I mean, you I look at some of the things Hugh Jackson have done is ridiculous, and. I just feel like it's going to be a tug war all over that place. So you, I haven't you, seen Todd Haley develop Rosen, a quarterback. Do you think it's Rosen or no one for Cleveland? Like I, none of these quarter. You th- do you think none of these quarterbacks? In this I think Rosen or Baker. I think Rosen or Baker could turn it around. Uh, not help him. Darnold's going to be better than Kaiser, but can they turn it around? You know, can they end the streak of 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 the Browns organization being terrible? Can they be that guy? I, I don't think, know. I, I think, think Rosen he, or Baker could be that guy. I don't. I don't I, I, think I think Darnold can too. I think Darnold can be a good quarterback, but I just think he needs development, and I want a guy who's going to be more pro ready in the Brown situation because I don't trust those guys to to bring a quarterback along at all. After the debacle with Kaiser last year, yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. I I guess I was I took that as you were you were going after like can Darnold be an NFL quarterback? No, no, no. Just the situation is so important. We talked about that, you know all. It's a good point. Yeah, if you don't trust vital. if you don't trust Hugh. I don't at all. I and Hugh might be my biggest miss ever because I thought he was gonna go to Cleveland. I thought he was gonna be the guy. And instead, oh just, my god. Did Hugh just not like Kaiser though? I don't know. I mean Did they draft I, did they draft Kaiser without Hughes? I don't think so. Like, I don't think so. I mean he if Hugh fly, fired Flip, the the uh, Eagles OC or whatever. Um because he didn't want an OC because he wanted full offensive control. Okay. Okay. Well, so he's an I idiot. Ass- All right. Never right. mind. He's- no one's saving Cleveland. <laughs> exactly. Cleveland's, Cleveland's done. Sorry. And then he is his own OC for a year. Okay. So he does this thing on his and it sucks and it falls apart. And then he brings in another OC who happens to be like one of the most headstrong people in the entire business and Todd Haley. So I have, I just can't see this working out well at all. Um, I don't know. And yeah, development. Ugh. Um, if Tampa Bay lets Dougie walk, Doug Martin, and do not draft an immediate replacement, who is the starting back week one of 2018? And they don't draft an immediate replacement? Yeah, so it would just be Peyton Barber, right? Isaiah Crowell. Oh, oh, so they signed somebody in free agency. Yes, yeah. Crowell would be the guy. Yeah, they're going to, I think... They'll go after him. I think they like... Crowell and McKinnon. I think one of them will be Buccaneers. Hmm. McKinnon or Peyton not Barber? A, it's, not a, it's not an if they get rid of Doug Martin. It is when they get rid of Doug Martin. Very accurate. Uh, what are the traits? This is a good one for you because you just wrote about Minka Fitzpatrick. What are the traits you see in Minka Fitzpatrick that make you believe he can be an outside cornerback, and why isn't that more of a popular take? I don't know if that's a popular take or not. Um. I think fluidity and mentality are two of the things that outside of his normal tape that you see where it's like, okay, he can obviously play safety. He's obviously the athlete to be able to kind of have the range of a free safety if you'd want. Um, He comes up into the box, plays up against tight ends, plays up against slot receivers as a nickel and a safety. But I think that he could play outside corner because I think they make it so smooth with his hips. Um, And I, I truly, after watching his tape, uh, getting into a lot of the 
nuances of his game. I think what he does well, uh, little hints that I picked up from him playing different spots on the field. I think a lot of it is very translatable to being able to play safety in the or play outside corner. And the only thing that we don't see right now from him is little stuff that you would get from experience from playing outside corner. Like there are a couple of clips that you could pick out where it's like, okay, he gets his body turned around a little bit, or he just doesn't happen to anticipate this well here or there. That's an experience thing. Like if you look at Minka Fitzpatrick and say, ah, oh, you know, he doesn't do something like that really well, and think to yourself that this kid can't learn that, then you are fooling yourself. Because I think Minka, from everything that I have read about Minka Fitzpatrick, he's an unbelievably hard worker. And yeah. when I do scouting, when I do scouting profiles on kids, I don't just watch their tape. I go and read different articles about who they were in high school, uh, who they were right when they got to the college that they've been at, what their coaches have been saying about them, what other players have been saying about them. I do all that kinds of research. Minka has been such a uh, a hard worker according to everyone's account that I have talked to. So to think that you can't put him in a position like that when he shows that he has the athletic ability, I think the fluidity, the smoothness, and how he can flip his hips and change direction and stay mirror wide receivers – He's very quick in that. He's got great feet uh, in that regard, too. He's obviously a ball. Let me tell you, when the ball comes near Minka Fitzpatrick, it's his. And, like, Mm -hmm. you could tell he doesn't even think about it because some corners the ball comes around and the corners, like, have to think about it. It's almost like they go, oh, God, I'm a defensive back. I can't drop this because people think defensive backs drop passes. And, like, you can almost see those gears turn in their head. Mm -hmm. Like, it's second nature to Minka. Takeaways are second nature to him. So, I think every. I think every part of playing outside corner minus the experience is there for him. Uh, Yeah, I very much agree. In terms of traits, I mean, I always think about speed because you have to defend more vertical routes as an outside corner and and length and size uh, and and mentality, physicality at the line of scrimmage, and he has that. So, yes, there will be little things like press technique, and one of the things, the big things for me is can he find the football in the air playing vertical routes with his back to the ball? You know, sometimes that's like a feel thing. You know, maybe you need some work on that. but. Man, I, I don't know. You can't that's say he can't play outside thing. corner because of those. Right, things. that's an experience thing to me. If you draft, if you draft Minka Fitzpatrick and you don't at least start him out at outside corner, you're doing yourself a disservice right. to wherever you draft him. No question. Agreed. Whatever, whatever team that you are, I think if you were drafting Minka Fitzpatrick high enough to where his talent warrants it, which you probably are, if you don't give him a shot at outside corner, you're robbing yourself of the chance of having what is like a top four impact position in the game of football and a really, really good football player. So we are on the same page there. Thoughts on Leighton Vander Esch. Is he athletic enough to be a first round pick? This um, is all you. I do not think so. I've seen two games now. I think I don't think he's a bad football player at all. I just don't think he's a first round pick. I think he's going to test. Okay. But not great. Um, I, I just think that that's the kind of player he is. Which wide receiver in the draft has the highest ceiling? I know you are passionate about this one, Trevor. I wouldn't tell you, baby. You're probably right, to be honest. And I, I don't I don't know that I'm going to be as high on Tate as you and some others, but I, I don't know. In terms of ceiling, I I don't look at this wide receiver class and see a lot of you know real standout. Like if DJ Shark develops a full route tree more, um, maybe gets a little bit bigger, I think he has really good speed and – and the ability to win over the top, but right now he's kind of a little bit raw and probably a day two guy at best. Um, I don't know, man. I don't see a lot of like high ceiling guys. Uh, I get me EQ St. Brown from Notre Dame is one, I think. Smooth, but not really that polished yet. 
the flashes are there. I'd say he and Auden Tate probably are the top two guys for me. Auden Tate's my top guy. It just, you know, the the frame and everything is there. So I'm really, really interested to see how he tests athletically. I do. If he does a little bit better than I think, which I'm not super high on him athletically, so we'll have to see. But if he does better than I think, man, like I'm going to be so annoying about this kid. Oh, I mean, you probably will anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So, Uh, Thoughts on Arden Key, and does he have a chance to move up boards with a good combine? Eh, I The off the field stuff is going to be more important, man. Like I just can't see Arden Key. I don't think he has a chance to go in the first round. I don't even love his on the field. Stuff. I don't either. His freshman year, and I know I've said this before on this podcast. His freshman year, I was so impressed with him. Right. He had great get off. Uh, his snap anticipation was good. He showed a lot of really great skills. Some bend for a kid who was 18 at the time, and I went, "Wow, this kid has the potential to be an edge monster when he's draft eligible." Here we are, and his sophomore year was okay, but he ex- almost exclusively got a lot of his disruption in the backfield off of either running backs or tight ends it was hard for him to get off of tackles and his junior year is almost like you can't even you can't even judge any of the tape that we saw last year because it almost looked like he doesn't care at times mm-hmm. and I have to think that in the back of my head the stuff that he went throughout the field before the season and the injuries he had and if he was playing through injuries or like what he was playing with in the back of his head if there were things going on in his life like i can't even judge this year because this year was just bad this year was his worst year right probably and there and there's rawness with key but there's also like flashes he plays with a crazy motor at times and at he's just time. so hot and cold all over the place right like i love key when he's flashing at his peak but how often am i getting that because there are also plays where i watch his games where it's almost like he like takes the plays off like he doesn't care He's got to test at an elite level to get me interested because what I've heard about off the field and stuff, and I don't know if it's true, but I mean, I've heard it from pretty reliable people. I don't, I wouldn't even touch him. I don't even think I'd touch him on round two, to be honest. Um, wow. But I think that he's got some traits that are intriguing on the field, but there's a lot there, man. A lot to unpack. Interviews will be huge. Background well, stuff will be huge. Uh, medicals. telling me like they want Arden Key as a backup at number seven. I'm just like, you know. You don't. I mean, is there a player that the whole combine matters more to than Key? I mean, athletic testing, weigh-in's going to be huge for him. Um, the interview process, all the background stuff, the medicals will be big for him. Like, yeah, you know, you, you know that. Oh, he's got to check some boxes. No yeah, question. for sure. Uh, give me some names of players that will slide on day one and day two. I don't know. Day two is a little bit harder, uh, and and why they may slide. Hmm. I think Deron Payne is going to go lower than people think. Interesting. I think I don't think Davenport's going to go top ten. Oh hmm. uh, yeah, I'm with you there. Um, I think that there's a chance we could see Sony Michelle slide lower than you think he's going to get picked. Okay. <laughs> wow. I think. Hmm. Has nothing. To, <laughs> has nothing to do with me, but. Uh, we when we were at the senior bowl good thing about the senior bowl is you get to talk to you get to kind of figure out what people inside nfl buildings are thinking and most of them still have like nick chubb is the better no 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 serious absolutely not serious so that's why like i don't buy that you know i love michelle you love michelle i do but but it's also i don't know like if you watch the two of them going lower 
than people think. What what do people think? Because I feel like most people don't have him in the first round right now, except I think okay. he will be. Um, I like I think that Sony Michelle is a like a late first, early second guy, and be it would bold. not shock me if Sony Michelle gets picked in like the late second round. Mm. So if we consider that a slide, I don't know. Not unless his medicals are he, – he's had some little things. I, but I, he's going to kill the combine. His tape's ridiculous. His production's ridiculous. Major conference, top defenses. He can – I don't know what – I don't. it's just going to – you know, size-wise, it's there. 5'11", 215, 220, depending on the site you look at. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I see him checking a lot of boxes. I think McGlinchey will slide for sure. Um, yeah, it depends what you think of McGlinchey. Yeah. If Cortland Sutton doesn't test great, he's going to be a guy that – is down the board a little further than people think as well. I think that's, I don't know. I can't think of anybody else. Uh, let's see. Which quarterback from round one last year will be the, oh wait, last year. Which quarterback from round one last year will be the best in five years? So who we got? Who even, what even happened in last year's draft? I don't even remember. Uh, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, and Mitch Trubisky. And I'm just going to stick with, Sean Watson, he was QB1. He still is. He's going to be the best one. Yeah, I think um, Yeah, I think it'll be Deshaun Watson. Yeah, it yeah. will be. Uh, who are the best running backs that you don't think will be picked before round four? Oh, wow. Okay, so guys that will be on the board still when round four rolls around. Oh, by the way, since we were talking about sliders, I actually think Nick Chubb is going to – him being on the board when round three begins would not surprise me. I think he'll go in round three, but I don't <laughs> think it would surprise me if he's on the board there. It's a guy that I could see. That might be a that maybe. might be a bet for us. That might end up being. We'll see how he tests and his medicals go because I think that'll be huge. If his medicals are like elite or anything in his testing, then but I like he's Nick Chubb. Got elite medicals. <laughs> like if there's like no concerns about him, you know, getting hurt again or anything. But I don't know. He, I, he, I just I watched him. I think he's a very solid football player. I just don't think anybody's gonna find like spectacular traits there. Um, but I mean, he's very good. Uh, like I don't have an issue with him. I just, I think he could be a guy that we see his type slide down a little bit uh, in years past. Uh, good backs that'll be on the board in round four. I think Royce Freeman could be because I don't think Mark he's gonna Penn. test. What's that? Mark Walton. Dude, I I I need to watch Walton maybe today because what I've seen the flashes of him, I feel like he could he's be in my good, top six uh, running backs. He's good. Uh. Yeah. He's very good, but I don't know how high he gets picked. This is like the thing. Like sure. I don't know if he's going to be there in round four. So, sure. But I'm just going to guess. Boscar, of good running backs. Yes, uh, Boscar Burrow is going to be there in round four. Ito Smith. I uh, like Ito oh, Smith. Yeah. I like Chase Edmonds. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess I was thinking of guys who a lot of people would think would be higher. But you're right; those guys will be I mean, there. Yeah, but Akram Wadley will be available. You know, Justin and, Crawford. I don't like. I no, I don't like, like him either. I'm just saying they'll be there. Uh, Daryl Williams from LSU. Here's one, Rashad Penny. Round four. Yeah, he'll be on the yeah. board. Take it to the back. Um, he can't catch and he can't pass protect. So, I mean, what what do you, you know? It's the way it's gonna be. Um, I think Carryon Johnson. Come, I think Carryon Johnson and Kalen Balage come off the board in round three. Yeah, no, Carryon Johnson's totally going day two. Totally. I don't know that he necessarily should. I just think that he will come off the board in that range. He's giant and he's fast. There's no way he's not going around. You think three. he's fast? What do you think he's going to run? What's his size? Is he super like? They had him like five, t- five ten and 
two thirds or something on NFL Draft Scout, and he was like two hundred. They have him two hundred twelve pounds. I think he's bigger than that. Oh, okay, never mind. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. I think he's bigger than his size listed. I think he's at least five eleven. I think he's like two twenty. I think he's a built dude. Um, Josh Adams will be there in round th- in uh, day three. I think. You think? Yeah. That's a good question, though. I like that question. Uh, okay, uh, b- 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 where are we? Uh, do you guys think Phil Sims hates Tony Romo? <laughs> I, don't I don't know anything about that beef. So I don't either. Is that a real beef? I mean, I know he replaced him, but did not know. Yeah. Not what know. are Marcus Allen's best and worst traits? Is he worth a first round pick at this point in the process? Game changer potential or nah? Uh, run defense and being around the boxers best traits. His worst traits are coverage <laughs> especially zone i don't know man too he is definitely not worth a first round pick um he's like a free safety that's like he's like a he's an, he's a box I, safety right like i don't say that he i don't want to say that like he's trash but like he's a tackling free safety he's not even a free i think he's a box strong safety i don't even no, no, no but i'm saying like from his tape like they play him in they play over. him in cover one and cover three in his tape, do they not? I'm they they sure. have, but he does play a lot around the box too. I just, because he so is so like, good. Though. I just feel like people want Marcus Allen to be good. <laughs> this like single high safety, and he makes like not. no plays on the ball. Yeah, he's terrible instincts and like, coverage. When he when he's played when he's played deep, I feel like every time I watch him play deep in coverage, he plays so far back deep in coverage to obviously like truly be a last line of defense. Like he. He doesn't give himself a chance to make a play on the ball, and like he'll make a tackle, and he'll go, "Okay, there was Mark Allen on the tackle." But it's like, I would have rather had him be more aggressive, be more anticipating, go up and actually make a play on the ball when it's in the air. You so know? he just doesn't. He doesn't really do that from the no. safety spot. So I'm agree. I'm, I'm with you. I think yeah. he's a box safety. I guess. I think he's a fringe top 100 guy from what I've seen so far. I haven't finished his actual grade yet, but he's a little higher than that for me, but. He's, a, he's not like he's not that he's not. You can find a Marcus player. Allen in every draft, I think. Let's put it that way. Uh, this box score doesn't always tell the full story, but Allen has one interception in four years at Penn State, and I think he started all four years. Yeah, uh, like, he has one interception, and he has a total of ten passes defensed. Yeah, like he, he never broke up more just, than three passes. He's in super his safe in coverage. I feel. Yeah, he just doesn't make any play. He lets catches happen and makes tackles. And then makes tackles. Yeah, there's guys like that in every class, I just feel like. Uh, but I know some people really like him. I just don't see it. And he wasn't I mean, great he wears, in the senior boy either. I mean, he wears number two and he plays safety, so I have – That yeah. actually is true. And he, he probably will kill the interviews because I've heard he's a really good dude. Uh, who would you rather have as your quarterback? Oh, my goodness. Are you ready for this? Who would you rather have as your quarterback, Nick Foles, Tyrod Taylor, or A.J. McCarron? Get A.J. McCarron out of here for sure. This is hard for you. This is You just went to bat for Nick Foles to the max yesterday. And now he's against Tyrod Taylor, your boy. Um, God. You can't pick. I can't, I can't pick against Foles. Foles in this one. I can't. Nick Foles. Yeah. Like, I don't think any of them are great. But I feel more confident about being able to build something that works around Nick Foles consistently than Tyrod. Now, I don't think Tyrod's horrible. I think he deserves to start in the NFL, but I don't like safe quarterbacks, man. I just, it's safe. I'd rather live or die with a gunslinger. Like, safe quarterbacks just keep you in purgatory, you know? I don't know. 
that's how I feel about it. I know you don't want to even expound on it because it hurts your heart to go against Tyrod. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather have Mayfield or Rosen on your team? Wow. Just put it right to us. I mean, Rosen's my QB one. If I yeah. was a player on a team, I would be like, dude, I love this Mayfield guy. <laughs> um, yeah, Mayfield. Okay. Oh, here we go. What are both of your football career goals? Coach, scout, writer, etc. Uh, I definitely not coach. I mean, I coached high school football. I have the last two years. Don't know whether that happened again this year or not, but, um, Really enjoyed it. Wouldn't want to do it full time, uh, but it's fun as like a hobby thing. Uh, scout, no way. Um, NFL draft writer, yeah, covering the NFL draft for a career would be amazing. Um, uh, but also, I still have a dream to do play by play announcing at some point too. Um, just taking a very weird path to maybe get there and accomplish some of that. <laughs> no, writing is a lot of fun. Uh, I really enjoy doing what I'm doing. So it's definitely a it's definitely like a like a dream situation, just wherever it might yeah. take me. And um, I don't know. I've always thought about coaching, but I've never coached before. So, and like the more I learn about the game, the the more I kind of like am open to coaching. But I've never really thought about it. But then, uh, working working for a team, doing something like f- like football related, but I don't want to be a scout. Like yeah. scouting is scouting life is a rough life yeah um so i like i would rather be a writer than a scout but like if an nfl team like if i knew people who were getting in with an nfl team like a new regime was coming in and they wanted me as like an assistant to them or whatever and it means that i could like actually help them do stuff that'd be a that'd be a cool dream job too so yeah that would be um how early should the Bills look at running back and who would be suitable fits? McCoy is still at the top of his game, but getting older and depth in Buffalo is an issue. It is an issue. It shouldn't be. I mean, they drafted and brought in guys. It just You remember Carlos Williams? People thought he was going to be good, and he looked good as a rookie. And then Well, I mean. He had his issues, yeah. And then uh, Jonathan Williams, I was super high on, but I guess his medicals or something. He fell out of the fifth round, and then I'm not really sure what happened with his situation, if it was off the field or what it was. Um, but, yeah, definitely an issue. I mean, they have so many other needs. I would probably say it's day three, but we just mentioned day three is going to have some good backs on the board. Bo Scarborough. Wow, Bo Scar. That would be be very interesting. McCoy and Scarborough. I'm okay with that. I could see Scarborough there if they go back to more gap power stuff. Uh, Besides Derwin and Minka, is there any other safety that has a shot at going first round? Yes, Deshaun Elliott to the Steelers in the back end of the first round. That as a shot, Man. I think. You knew that. You knew that quick. I don't think Whitehead is going to go first round just because of the off the field stuff, and I don't think Armani Watts is going to be in that range either. Oh, he's not. Um, I don't think Ronnie Harrison is either. I, don't, I know people are kind of excited about him right now for whatever reason, but not that he's a bad Ronnie. player. I like him. Yeah, he's he's a fine player. I just don't think he's a first round value. Oh, okay, it's fine. Uh, after Kamoko Ture showed off his pass rushing abilities at the Senior Bowl and will more than likely test very well at the Combine. Somebody is a draft dude's listener. <laughs> How high can he rise and who can best use his skill set? Um, Any 3-4 team that needs an edge rusher. And I don't know. I don't know. if no, I don't know. If he tests really well, he could... 
potentially go day two, but I don't think he's going to be. His tape is uneven, okay? So there's a lot all over the place. His production is is minimal at Rutgers, and his even his, I mean, he was injured all the time, so his medicals are going to be huge, his shoulders. There's just a lot of risk, and NFL teams typically pass on those types of guys. Now, he did a, he had a great senior bowl. If he tests really well, I could see him sneaking into day two. But I really think more than likely he's probably on the board for day three. Whether I think right. he's, his skill set means he should be or not, how his medicals go are huge too. I mean, because he's had multiple issues with his shoulders. Um, Rodney Adams lives. <laughs> Remember Rodney Adams? I saw. Um, he's somewhere else now. About? I think. I, I think he was back in Indy and he bounced around. I don't know where he is now. No, um, he just signed. He just signed with somebody. I think he just signed a futures contract with somebody. And I almost talked. Is this Eric who asked this? Yes, Eric. Yeah. Yeah, I, I almost tagged Eric in this when I, I saw that that he uh, that he had signed a futures contract um, just because he loved Rodney oh, Adams. Eric always gives me he always just loves giving me crap about Rodney Adams. Right. So um, <laughs> he wants him. to know though actually because um, he heard you say the Chubb Michelle thing that you just said again. Was there any more insight on that the Chubb oh, higher than Michelle? And he also wanted to know could the Bucks draft four trench players? Um. <laughs> They should. Uh, they should draft four <laughs> trench players. So that'll answer that. But I just we we in Mobile. I can't I can't give away like who I was talking to. But you know, like we'd be talking about the running back class, and we'd bring up Michelle because both myself and my boss are pretty high on Michelle. And um, there were a couple hand. There were a couple NFL people that we were talking to um, that when we had mentioned that, they were just like, "Well, I mean, Chubb's a better prospect than Michelle is," and they just kind of like said that. And we were like, oh, okay. Um, they lied to you. Interesting. Uh, so that, that's just something that we heard. It was it was an in-passing thing. It's not like we went into super detail with it. It's not like they told told us, you know, they got into the, the nitty-gritty of why and all that. But we were just like, oh, okay. All right. Noted. Um, not that that changes my opinion on Michelle in, in any way, but I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Very, very interesting. I'm not sure I'd buy, but what player gets drafted first who didn't get invited to the combine? We'll do this as the last one. We have so many other good questions, but we just run out of time. We're already at half hour. Mm, player gets drafted first who didn't get invited to the combine. Dude, there were some <laughs> – I didn't even really look at the combines because it's always so hard. You know, you go through the list. You, It's hard to think yeah. of all the guys that didn't yeah. make it. You know, So I just yeah. kind of was so busy. Yeah. and I think it's uh... – I'll I'll pick two Shrine Game guys, uh, Fountain and the wide receiver from Northern mm-hmm. Iowa, and um, Joel Osman from Central Michigan are the two guys that I would say. Joel Osman think... had a ton of sack production, and when he got to the Senior Bowl, he was an absolute technician with the offensive tackles that he went up against. So, like, the only reason he didn't get invited to the combine is because the NFL does not think that he is athletic enough, or has the length or the size. To play as an edge rusher, like as to be a like an, a serious edge rusher, but the dude has like the dude has all the production in the world, and he came to the All Star event and absolutely killed it. Like he owned all three days. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like the dude's getting drafted. It's just that okay, the the, the NFL is obviously not falling for the hey, you got a lot of sacks at lower level competition thing. They didn't even invite him to the combine, but um, yeah. I think he'll- day three i'm going with jeremy reeves i think he'll come off the board in round four can't believe he didn't get invited to the combine he and trayvon henderson that definitely blew my mind a little bit um i mean reeves bulked up he was like what 205 at the senior bowl um 
know, he does have small hands, but he was terrific in the senior bowl game. He broke up two passes and intercepted one and had a big fourth down stop. And I mean, he's just all over the field and he's super, he's super smart. He's getting impressed teams in interviews. He's really dedicated to his craft. Like I said, he added all that weight. He was listed 185. He came in almost 20 pounds over that. Um, I think he can play inside in the slot. He's man coverage ability. I think he can play single high if you needed him to. He can do a lot of different things. Not the biggest guy, but I think he's going to really impress teams. I wouldn't be surprised. And I think he's going to test well, too. I think he's going to test fine. Like like Kevin Byard. His situation reminds me of Kevin Byard. He's not the same player as Kevin Byard, but they both were versatile, and teams love versatility in defensive backs, and they both tested great without being you know, at the at the combine. Um, and I think Reeves is going to do that as well. So that's my picks. There you go. Your Fan Friday. We'll be back next week. We cover the rest of the teams in the first round. We talk about their offseason outlooks and draft projections and needs and all those different kinds of things. Get you caught up on everybody around the league and how things could play out in the 2018 NFL offseason and NFL draft. Until then, you keep it locked right here on Locked On NFL Draft.